A new world is emerging. It is a new world order. To build back better or whatever. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. To be ready for pandemic two, I, I call this pandemic one. We've got to get them vaccinated and hopefully they will do it willingly. It's often said that you should never allow a good crisis to go to waste. Pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack. This is Connect Those Dots. Genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein. Hello there, fam, and all of you beautiful little dot connectors out there, and welcome to another episode of this humble little podcast that we call Connect Those Dots. I am your host, Joe, as always, holding it down here, giving you the info, giving you the real stuff, not propagandizing you, not lying to you, not inverting you, not distorting you, but setting you straight, connecting dots making sense of the things that do not make sense. So what a week we had, right? What a week we had. Every week, I uh, try to figure out what I want to focus on for each podcast. Um, And some weeks are more cut and dry than others. Some weeks are a little slow. So then it gives me um, the opportunity to cover something a little more esoteric, a little more underground, a little more symbolic, a little more shrouded. But this week was not one of those weeks. But wait, there's more. And we can talk about so much of it. Where do I start? Where do I go? What direction do I go in? Do I talk about Boris Johnson and how he's going to resign and then just basically be replaced with another New World Order puppet? Do I talk about the 4th of July shootings? Not just the shooting that they shoved down your throat with that rapper kid in Illinois, but the multiple shootings that went on during the 4th of July weekend? Do I talk about the country of Sri Lanka and how it is going to hell in a handbasket and they don't even have gasoline there and how they're rioting in the streets and they're breaking into the president's home? Do I talk about the Netherlands and how literally the World Economic Forum is telling farmers to stop farming? Literally, giving them a one-time payment to say, hey, um, we don't want you to farm anymore because of, uh, I guess, climate change or, or something or other. And how they're revolting and tractors are going to government buildings, shooting liquid manure at government buildings blocking off the streets in their tractors? Do I talk about these things? Do I focus an entire episode on one of these things? I could. I could do an entire episode devoted to each one of those topics. But the fact is, each one of those are just stars in this constellation. They're just symptoms 
of the disease that is the Great Reset, that is Build Back Better, that is the New World Order. A New World Order. Build Back Better. Right, please, Seth. When you talk about Boris Johnson resigning, everybody's like, oh, yeah, hip, hip, hooray, Boris Johnson's leaving. No, he's just a figurehead. He's just a front man. He's just a puppet going to be replaced by another puppet. And people talk about the shootings. Oh, it's so tragic. We have to get rid of guns. We have to get rid of guns. No. We have a mental health crisis in this country. We have a bunch of people who are propagandized and are told to hate this country and are told to hate Americanism. I don't know if that's a word, but I just made it up. So they go out and act in violent manners and and, and murder people. Because they're warped minds. That's another symptom. The downfall of the third world nations. That's a symptom. The starvation. The rioting. The absolute collapse. That's a symptom. The Netherlands, the Dutch farmers, being told that you're not allowed to farm anymore because we say so. That's a symptom. That is all different straws on the camel's back that are intended to eventually break that back. But the back is not breaking just yet. It's bending, but it's not breaking. But I'll tell you what did break over this past week, and that is the Georgia Guidestones. A unique Georgia attraction that stood for nearly four decades is destroyed, and now the GBI needs your help to find who did it. The GBI released video showing the moment an explosion tore into the Georgia Guidestones in Elbert County. You can see that car leaving the scene that was just moments after the blast. Authorities say it happened Wednesday morning about four. Crew spent Wednesday tearing down what remained of that mysterious structure, the monument often called America's Stonehenge. The stones were inscribed with 10 guiding principles, each etched in stone using languages from around the world. The meaning behind those monoliths had been unclear since the structure was built in 1980. Yes, the Georgia Guidestones, made in 1980, funded by Ted Turner, who created CNN and erected as a monument, as a symbol, as a statue, as a spire of the New World Order, of the goals that it intends to achieve over time. And it was destroyed. Now, we can get into who destroyed it, why they destroyed it. Was it intentional? Was it actually just a individual person who came and put it upon himself or herself to destroy this satanic structure? We can debate that all we want, but what we should understand is what the Georgia Guidestones actually are. Now, the mainstream media will tell you that, oh my God, it's tragic, vandalism, terrorism. They destroyed the American Stonehenge. I mean, it is laughable, some of the news pieces that you'll see about the Georgia Guidestones. I saw one, it's like, they destroyed the American Stonehenge. I mean, Stonehenge is one of the eight wonders of the world. It's one of the mysteries of this planet. We have no idea how it appeared. None of that. But we know exactly what the Georgia Guidestones are. We know who funded them. We know who created them. We know what their purpose is. We know they're evil. And it's funny, nobody ever talked about the Georgia Guidestones ever before this. Now they talk about it and they, they act as if it's a tragedy that they've been destroyed. 
But what are they? What do they say on them? Why are they so controversial? Why are they never really talked about? Why are they never really exposed to the mainstream media? Most people probably never even knew what the Georgia Guidestones were until they were destroyed. And there's a reason for that. There's a reason why nobody talked about the Georgia Guidestones. Because what, what is written in stone upon them, carved in stone tablet, gigantic multiple ton stone tablets, are these words. Here we go again. Maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. Bruh. Now, there's 8 billion people on this planet, and they want to have it under 500 million. So that's an over 90% depopulation. Let me go on. Guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Guide reproduction wisely. So that's selective birthing. That's eugenics. That's we determine who should live, who doesn't deserve to live. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Sounds familiar. Sounds like a lot of things that we've heard quotes from people like Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab and all these characters say in Noah Harari. And then the big political and economic question of the 21st century will be what do we need humans for? Or at least what do we need so many humans for? But let me go on. Unite humanity with a living new language. Now this is all satanic. This is what the Tower of Babel wanted to do. Wanted to unite humanity with one language, one government, one world order. A new world order. Let me go on. Rule, passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. That's just little fluffy words right there. Like, oh, we're so smart. We're so wise. We're so virtuous. Shut up, die, and listen to us. (laughs) Basically. Protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Yeah, after we depopulate 90% of the planet, yeah, we're going to rule so fairly. We're going to be so fair and just. We just need to murder the vast majority of you guys first. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Let's go on. Let all nations rule internally resolving external disputes in a world court. So that's just doublespeak. Can you, can you, let's read that again. Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Now, what is an external dispute? It's anything they say is an external dispute. And it's everything we see with the World Economic Forum and all the countries joining the World Economic Forum and the United Nations, the countries within the United Nations joining the World Economic Forum, as I played you the clip. This afternoon, the Secretary General and Klaus Schwab, the founder of the World Economic Forum, will sign a, will witness the signing of a memorandum of understanding on a strategic partnership between the UN and the World Economic Forum, which outlines areas of cooperation to deepen engagement between the two institutions and to jointly accelerate the implementation of the 2030 Agenda. And again, the World Health Organization right? Right? An external dispute, an entity of excitement. Uh, An entity of excitement out there. To shake up the system. Why don't we blow the system up? Right? Right? All these things. We're connecting dots here. We're seeing the parallels. We're understanding the language that they use. 
So that's just double speak right there. Oh, we'll let you rule internally in your own countries, but whenever we decide that there's an external dispute and we can just decide it whenever now, and they've proven that they can do that, your entire sovereignty goes away. This is not about uh, stealing sovereignty from countries. This is about countries coming together to solve problems together. Do you believe this? Do you believe how they write this in stone upon giant stone tablets? They write it in stone for a reason, but let's go on. Avoid petty laws and useless officials. This whole entire Georgia Guidestones is, quite frankly, petty and useless if you ask me. But let's go on. Uh, Balance personal rights with social duties. It's liberal, guys. It's liberal. It's the liberal world order. This is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. Prize truth, beauty, love, and seeking harmony with the infinite. That sounds to me like uh, when, when they talk about merging with the AI. By merging with machines, we will enter a new age of superhuman existence. That in the post-human era, we become homo superior. We become a new species. We're talking about humanity becoming like the gods. What do you think? Seeking harmony with the infinite. And here's the last bullet point on the Georgia Guidestones. Be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. It says it twice. Leave room for nature. What does that mean? Leave room for nature. Nature is everything that's not synthetic. Nature is natural. Natural. Nature. Natural. Right? And it says leave room for it. Leave room for it. Meaning, I guess, don't eradicate all of it once we have the entire planet covered in steel and satellites and artificial intelligence. I'm just trying to see here because the people that are associated with these Georgia Guidestones are people like Klaus Schwab, are people like Yuval Noah Harari. The people that follow the doctrines, the bullet points that I just laid out for you are the same people that want us all to merge with AI, or not us all, after we're all depopulated under 500 million worldwide. Again, there's over 8 billion people on this planet, and they want under 500 million. Don't you understand when Bill Gates says we want to get the carbon closer to zero? Don't you understand their climate change nonsense? And we'll get into climate change in a second. But wait, there's more. But I just wanted to give you the background, give you the context of what the Georgia Guidestones actually are. They are a spire, a monument to the New World Order's goals, to Build Back Better's goals, to the goals of the Great Reset. And nobody ever wanted to talk about the Georgia Guidestones. No, it was never a household name. Now it is because it's destroyed. And I don't know what the intentions of destroying it were. I don't know who did it. I don't know if it was a false flag or not. We can sit there and debate. We can make an entire show about that. I don't want to have that debate. I don't want to brainstorm about those things. Because the fact of the matter is that they're destroyed. And rightfully so. Such ideas and aspirations are evil. They're inhuman. They're satanic. And they are the aspirations of ancient dictatorships and ancient totalitarian rulers throughout human history. 
It's always the same thing all over again. Depopulate, unite under a one world government, control, confuse, kill. Every single time. Whether it was the Babylonians, whether it was the Persians, whether it was the Greeks, whether it was the Romans. Hell, I'm watching a, a, a documentary about uh, feudal Japan and it's all about warlords fighting for land control. It's all about fighting and killing to see who can control the most land. So it doesn't matter what culture you're from. It doesn't matter what geographical place you are on this planet. There's always a totalitarian mindset and ambition that is sought out by human beings who seek power. And it's the same script every time control and kill and that's what the georgia guidestones are all about and that's what it's all about but we're not living in those ancient times anymore no we're living in the future we are in the future we are in the sci-fi depictions of fiction and now we have those technologies see the thing is those ancient rulers those warlords of the past they had to just brutalize and kill they didn't have the technology. They didn't have the means. They didn't have the psychological know-how and behavioral psychology expertise that they do today. So back then, they just put the sword to your neck and chop your head off. They just ransack your home and control you and kill you. Burn this village! Burn it to the ground! Now it's a much more sophisticated way of doing it hackable animals scaring you with a virus scaring you with climate change scaring and hypnotizing you with constant media propaganda whether it's on your phone social medias whether it's on your tv whether it's in the movies and tv series that you watch subliminal messages hypnotism perception manipulation so it's been almost 20 minutes and i haven't played you a clip yet but don't worry, I have a lot of clips to play for you. And let's start out with it. But wait, there's more. In terms of perception manipulation, one of the things that they can't quite really grasp upon us yet is the whole climate agenda. Blah, 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 blah. They've been trying it for years. They've been trying it forever. They called it global warming. They called it global cooling. Now they're just like, F it, we'll just call it climate change, you know, it's getting cold, it's getting high, you know, the climate's changing, y'all. Blah, 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 blah. And I play you the clips of Al Gore, I play you the clips of uh, Prince Charles, I play you the clips of friggin' Ghislaine Maxwell telling you how she wants you to have a carbon credit score. I play you the clips of Bill Gates pretty much every single show where he's like, we want to get the carbon closer to zero, and the way to do it is to get the population down and if we do really good with vaccines we can get the population down and get the carbon closer to zero he says it we have the clip so let's look at each one of these and see how we can get this down to zero uh, probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero now uh, that's back from high school algebra but let's let's take a look Probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero it's their cover for killing you it is their cover for killing you. But now they just want to friggin' tether 
climate change and green energy to basically everything. And it's pretty laughable. It's pretty preposterous. I'm going to play you some clips right now. That you're going to just scratch your head. And you're going to be like, wow. It's like these people just spin a wheel of keywords and talking points and then smush them together. And here's just a prime example of exactly that. Let's take a trip to Australia, mate. And here is the Department of Foreign Affairs and Traditions, mate. And they're going to tell you about how climate change is exacerbating the causes of gender-based violence, mate. What, what, what? Climate change and its consequences can exacerbate the risk of sexual and gender-based violence. This risk is most acute for women and girls facing multiple and intersecting forms of discrimination and inequality, including Indigenous women and girls. Australia is committed to achieving gender equality and eliminating sexual and gender-based violence, including during emergencies. It's so funny. I mean, when I first saw that, I was just like, is my brain not working correctly? She just says climate change and then gender. It's, it's a keyword, buzzword, medley, ambrosia, a salad of just nonsensical buzzwords. It's like that. It's like that scene in Family Guy when uh, Lois is running for mayor and then she just gets up there and she just says, 9-11. And then everybody just starts cheering. 9-11 was bad. I agree with that. 9-11. So these politicians, they understand the value of keywords. They understand the hypnotic effects. It's like hocus pocus. It's like abracadabra. She sits up there and she's like, climate change, gender-based violence, young girls being sexually assaulted, climate change. And it's just laughable. It's just laughable. These people are clowns. These people are ridiculous. But it's all part of it. It's all part of it. And you probably think I just played you the most ridiculous clip right there, right? Climate change and gender-based violence. Now, here is the NATO chief. The chief of NATO, which is another one of these multiple country organizations that all follow suit, whether it's the World Health Organization, whether it's the UN, whether it's the World Economic Forum, whether it's NATO, if your country is a part of this organization, you're not a country anymore, you're part of a sort of pseudo new world order, a pseudo one world government. Because whatever NATO says, the entire countries have to follow suit. Whatever the World Health Organization says, all the countries a part of it have to follow suit. Understood? So here's the NATO chief telling you that war and battle and mass murder and war. Okay, war, right? When you, when you hear about war, what do you think of? Explosions, planes, death. Guns, bullets, and more explosions, right? He's going to tell you that war needs to be more climate aware. Bruh. I'm not kidding. This is what the guy says. Let's listen to it. Climate change is a defining challenge of our time. Bruh. And NATO is committed to playing our part in mitigating the impact on our security. <coughs> Sorry. <clears throat> Today... We agreed a new methodology to map military 
greenhouse gas emissions. Bruh. And we agreed concrete targets to cut NATO emissions. Bruh. Our aim is to cut emissions by NATO bodies and commands by at least 45 percent by 2030. Bruh. And move towards net zero by 2050. This is an important step for our alliance. We cannot choose between having green militaries or strong militaries. They must be both. Bruh. So we must maintain our operational effectiveness and readiness as we continue to adapt. Do you believe what this guy just said? Do you believe what this guy just said? While we're killing people and causing unimaginable amounts of death and infrastructure destruction and financial collapse, we want to make sure we do it in a green energy sort of way. That's what I'm saying. These people are these people are clowns. These people are ridiculous. These people are circus freaks. He just said we want to make sure we use green energy for our wars. Hey, bro, if you care so much about the climate, how about stop participating in war? It's really simple. But no, 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 no. They make way too much money off war. They make they have way too much uh, opportunity for control through war. So they would never give up war. But as they destroy, as they control, as they continue to consolidate power, they're going to tell you how green conscious they are. They're going to tell you how much they care about climate change. As they blow up infrastructure, as they kill an unimaginable number of people throughout the wars, throughout human history. No, but they're going to do it. They're, we're going to change things about war, mate. We're going to change it. We're going to be greenhouse gases. We're going to make sure we don't have any climate changing effects in our wars. You believe this? Do you believe it? Do you believe it? That they sit up there and they tell you this stuff with a straight face? I'm sorry I'm getting hot under the collar here, but when I hear these clips, when I hear just the bold face lying, when I hear just the, the nonsensical rhetoric, it's just unbelievable to me. It's, it's just, they, how they tether climate change to everything. It's just like when Bill Gates was saying, yeah, through climate change, maybe a new pandemic will happen, I don't know, in the, in the jungle somewhere. And, oh, because of climate change, all those cows died. Did you see that clip? Look that clip up. I can't show it to you because this is a this is a, a, an audio-only show. But look it up. Just type in hundreds of dead cows. Yeah, just type in hundreds of dead cows. You'll see cows, like, like thousands of them, just, just dead in the middle of, like, the desert, it looks like. And they tell you it was because of climate change that all these cows died it got too hot they died and then they tell you all the spontaneous fires oh it's because of climate change D don't worry that we actually caught arsonists at the scene don't worry that there's actually surveillance footage of people setting things on fire oh no, no it's because of climate change did climate change cause the arsonist to go and light it on fire that's the thing man they just think you're dumb they think you're dumb, and that's the, that's the key point of all of it. That's the key point of the Georgia Guidestones, is that we need to whittle down this population because it's full of dumb people. But we're not dumb. We're not dumb. We know what you're up to. 
We know you think we're dumb, but we're not as stupid as you think. Oh, you're not as dumb as you look. Now, let's hop off of the uh, climate hoax and uh, jump into another hoax. And of course, you know what I'm going to be talking about. The V word. Now we we all know about the the vaccine injection. I don't I, I you know I don't like even to call it a vaccine. We all know about the injection agenda. We all know what Bill Gates said. We want to get the population closer to zero, and if we do really good with vaccines, we can achieve that goal. And they're getting to it now. The goal seems to be very achievable now, and it's getting to a point where it's more and more difficult not to notice for the average everyday citizen. They're getting a little in too deep now. And the consequences of taking this injection are starting to reach a boiling point. The the, the chickens are coming home to roost, as they say. And I have so many clips here. Tragic clips, informative clips, that all depict... The end game goal that these depopulationists want, that these build back better, great reset, Georgia Guidestone worshipers are striving toward. So let's get into these clips because they are telling. They are a light bulb moment. They are a red pill, as we say. You take the red pill. First, I have Dr. Robert Malone, the inventor of the mRNA technology that is in the vaccines. And I posted this on my Instagram, underscore connect those dots, underscore. By the way, if you don't follow me, you should. I post a lot of cool stuff on there. And I posted this on my Instagram, and it was really picking up steam. It was having a lot of feedback. People were really having a lot of interactions with it. But Instagram deleted it. It removed it off of my page, saying that it was misinformation and doesn't coincide with our COVID-19 guidelines, and independent fact-checkers disagree. They disagree with the inventor of the mRNA technology, okay? Here's what Dr. Robert Malone, the inventor of the mRNA technology, is telling you about this injection. Consider the short-term adverse events as related to the vaccine. We must acknowledge that the genetic COVID-19 genetic injections cause far more harm than good and provide zero benefit relative to risk for the young and healthy. They do not reduce COVID-19 infection, which is treatable and not terminal. Furthermore, the most recent data demonstrates that you are more likely to become infected or have disease or even death if you've been vaccinated compared to the unvaccinated people. This is shocking to hear, but it is what the data are showing us. The data now show that these experimental gene therapy treatments can damage your children as well as yourself. They can damage your heart, your brain, your reproductive tissue, and your lungs. This can include permanent damage and disablement of your immune system. I mean, what do I have to say? I don't have to say anything. 
I don't have to say, a fact checker doesn't have to say anything. That's the guy. That's the guy that invented it. Now, he didn't pursue it to the point of where we are today, but he invented the foundation, the building blocks of the technology that they're using in these injections. And he told you right there, you are more susceptible to an adverse reaction to contracting an illness, to having a side effect, and to just plain old death if you take this injection compared to the people who do not take the injection. It's just what it is. It's what the statistics are showing. And now you're not a conspiracy theorist anymore for saying this. Even the EU is saying it. The European Union itself, one of these organizations. They, so they have to sort of tell you these things. They didn't tell you it from the jump, even though they knew it was what it was going to do to you. But now that it's getting too obvious to ignore... Now they'll tell you. EU regulators are warning that frequent COVID-19 booster shots could adversely affect the immune system and may not be feasible. The European Medicines Agency says repeat doses every four months could eventually weaken people's immune systems. They want more time between booster programs tied to the onset of cold weather. Israel has already begun a fourth dose program with about 400,000 people getting the jab. So there it is, straight from the EU, right on mainstream news. If you get it every four months, <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine that we're at this point right now? When at the beginning of this whole COVID hysteria, they told you 15 months to stop, 15 days to stop the spread. Now they're telling you to get an injection constantly, never stopping getting an injection. The Canadian health minister said that you need to get it every six, every nine months. He said you'll never be fully vaccinated. And you think that's just in Canada? You think that's just Canada? No, Canada is completely captured by the World Economic Forum. It has been penetrated. We penetrate the cabinets like Prime Minister Trudeau and his whole cabinet are young global leaders of the World Economic Forum, as Klaus Schwab said. And I have to say... Um when I mention our names, like Mrs. Merkel, um, even uh, Vladimir Putin, and so on, they all have been young global leaders of the World Economic Forum. Mm -hmm. But um, what we are very proud of now, is the young generation, like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, um, President of, Brazil, of uh, Argentina, and so on, that we penetrate the cabinets. So yesterday I was at a, at a reception for Prime Minister Trudeau and I know that half of this cabinet or even more half of, uh, half of this cabinet are for our actually young global leaders of the world economy right. form. And you see how Canada has ended up. They're completely under the rule of a dictator, of a madman, of a, dic of, of a puppet who's puppeteering an entire nation. But let's go on with the clips here, shall we? I have another one that's a, a very tragic, gut-wrenching, heart-pulling piece of audio here about a father and how his son died because of this injection was just another statistic, was depopulated because of the Great Reset. My son 
played hockey. His name is Sean Hartman since he was eight years old. And he took a year off for COVID and he got extremely bored sitting in his bedroom. He decided to go back to hockey this year. And to do that, he had to have a vaccination to play hockey. He got his first shot of Pfizer on August 25th, went to the hospital on August 29th with a bad reaction. He got sent home with only a prescription for Advil. He had a rash all over his neck and face and brown circles around his eyes. They sent him home, and on the morning of September 27th, his mother found him dead on the floor beside his bed. And all he wanted to do was play hockey. So I'm just wondering really how safe this is and why no deaths are being reported. You're talking about numbers and ICUs, but nobody ever talks about deaths. And it is happening more than anyone knows. And it's just being denied and silenced. And I have a Twitter page called Answers for Sean, which has 7,500 followers who are all wondering the same thing as me. What happened to my son? He had an autopsy done in Toronto. That came back, cause of death unascertained, which only 2% of deaths have that conclusion. The only thing they found was a slightly enlarged heart. So I questioned the coroner, well, is that not caused from the vaccine causing myocarditis? They're saying there was no myocarditis. I sent his autopsy report to a second well-known pathologist in Canada who wants to remain anonymous for fear of losing his job. He told me the vaccine did kill my son. I don't know who I can believe anymore. That's just painful to hear. Imagine that. Imagine that. Your son, your only son, dead after his first injection from this death shot, from this Georgia Guidestone, we want to get the population down to under 500 million. Your son was depopulated, sir. And like millions of other people on this planet. And they'll never tell you it was the vaccine that did it. They'll give you any excuse in the book to tell you that it wasn't the vaccine that killed you. Or that killed your loved one. Or that killed the person that you know. Even though everything was fine before they took that injection. But the, the minute they take that injection, something changes. And they'll give you every divergent alibi that they possibly can. I'm going to read you a series of headlines right now from a, a wide array of different publications. Here you go. They'll tell you anything to divert your attention away from this vaccine. Just like Shane Warren... I went on a ridiculous liquid diet and for two weeks and I had a heart attack, but unlike the legendary cricketer, I survived. That's from the Daily Mail. Here's NBC News. Frequent marijuana smoking linked to higher risk of heart attacks, studies suggest. Here's the medical press. Air pollution exposure may cause a heart attack within an hour. Here's the Financial Times of the UK. Long-term use of parsamadol rises heart attack risk. Here's the Sun. Health forecast how weather is harming your health. Again, weather. The now the climate change is giving you heart attacks. 
from heart attacks to strokes to gout, learn how climate change is affecting your health. Blah, 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 blah. That's from the sun. Here's Medical Daily. Can sex increase your risk of heart attack? Experts say, yes, experts. Let's just ask the experts. An expert told me, expert, fact checker. Do your own research. Here's another one. Can temperature dropping at night cause heart attacks? Experts say yes. See this, it just goes on and on and on and on. It's like, it's like how they tell you, you get sudden adult death syndrome. Oh, they died, it was sudden adult death syndrome. It was sudden adult death syndrome. Just like here, this this sheet I'm going to read for you. Alberta is reporting an uptick, an unpredicted increase in ill-defined and unknown causes of death. What was the number one cause of death in Alberta for 2021? Undefined or unknown cause. Bruh. 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 Number one cause of death, unknown slash undefined. Sudden adult death syndrome, undefined, unknown. You see this? You see how they're covering it up? But it's getting too obvious now. It's getting far too obvious now. But as all this information comes out, as all these people start dropping like flies and being depopulated, the Canadian health minister will still tell you you need a booster every nine months. Dr. Fauci will still tell you you got to give it to six-month-old kids. You're going to want to give it to six-month-old kids. Albert Bourla will still go on TV and say you need annual injection. We want to put mRNA in everything. Do you think that we will every fall have to prepare ourselves for a booster shot with COVID just like we get a flu shot? I think so. I think we will see a lot of advancements with mRNA. And the good thing after the success of COVID it is that right now we have a substantial wave of companies, biotechs and big pharmas that are working on mRNA. A lot. And they are working on multiple applications of mRNA. Uh, so I think the first, the, the first things that I'm hopeful to see it is other vaccines other than COVID. A flu vaccine with mRNA, a single vaccine. As all this comes out, as all this news begins to pile up, as all the dots continue to connect, as you see what Bill Gates meant when he said we got to get the population closer to zero and if we do really good with vaccines, we can achieve that goal. As you see what all this begins to mean, as you see what they meant on the Georgia Guidestones, they etched it in stone. This is their goal. This is their religion. This is their cult. They're captured. And they want you to willingly go along with your own death. See, just like those conquerors in Babylon, just like Alexander the Great in Greece, just like Nobunaga in Japan, just like Darius and Xerxes in Persia. They killed you straight up, but now it's more sophisticated. They want you to kill yourself. That's deep, bro. That's deep. Now, before I wrap up this episode, I want to play you one more clip, and it's from iconic tennis player Novak Djokovic. 
And I'm not a big tennis fan. I used to be a pretty big sports guy. I used to really like sports. But ever since I sort of, ever since this uh, New World Order came into my life and really uprooted it, I really don't care about frivolous sports anymore. Just like I used to be a really big movie buff. I don't really care about movies anymore because it's filled with propaganda and I can't enjoy a movie anymore. Just like I can't enjoy sports anymore because they just hit me over the head with propaganda. But Novak Djokovic was, still is, the greatest tennis player of all time. And more importantly than that, he's a freedom fighter. And he's a symbol of bodily autonomy. I know they try to use that keyword bodily autonomy and they use it for the, the whole, their whole abortion shtick. But real bodily autonomy is to tell somebody, you can't make me inject something into my body that I don't want. And Novak Djokovic is the personification of that. Here's him doing an interview with the BBC and the reporter just absolutely thunderstruck, absolutely appalled, can't wrap his head around how Novak Djokovic could say, no, I don't want to take this jab. And I understand that not being vaccinated today, I, you know, I'm unable to travel to most of the tournaments at the moment. And And that's the price you're willing to pay? that, That is the price that I'm willing to pay. Ultimately, are you prepared to forego the chance to be the greatest player that ever picked up a racket, statistically, because you feel so strongly about this jab? Yes. I love it. Such confidence, such forthrightness, such non-wavering attitude by Novak Djokovic. I don't care about statistics. I don't care about your stupid little game. This is something much bigger than me. This is something much bigger than tennis. This is something much bigger than being the greatest statistical tennis player of all time. Are you willing to sacrifice that? I can't believe it. I do. But as things stand, if this means that you miss the French Open, is that a price you'd be willing to pay? Yes, that is the price that I'm willing to pay. And if it means that you miss Wimbledon this year, again, that's a price you're willing to pay? Yes. Why, Novak? Why? (laughs) Why? Why, Novak? Why? Why? (laughs) Do you hear this guy? How can you not understand where Novak Djokovic is coming from? No, but to this reporter, he thinks a fake game of tennis is more important than a person's bodily autonomy. He, This reporter... He probably just got the injection, no questions asked. I'm not asking what's in it. I'm not asking who made it. I'm sticking out my arm and I'm taking it. Just like that mindset of the the infusion lady. I am sticking out my arm and I am taking the infusion. But Novak Djokovic doesn't have that mindset. And that's the, the separation of the ones who have critical thought and the ones that don't. The ones that go along to get along and the ones that inquire. The ones that are obedient and the ones that have a spirit of rebellion. Here's Novak Djokovic's answer. Because the principles of uh, decision making on my body uh, are more important than any title or anything else. Seriously though, how can somebody not understand that? I don't... It doesn't compute to me how this reporter is so appalled and so non-receptive 
of the stance that Novak Djokovic is taking. Why don't you just go along to get along, Novak? You're gonna, you're not gonna be the greatest tennis player. Novak Djokovic don't care. He sits there and says, "I don't care about this stupid game. My body is more important. My freedom is more important." Telling the government to F off is more important. Telling the World Economic Forum F you is more important. Telling Bill Gates, no, I'm not going to be depopulated because of you is more important. Can I get an amen? Amen! And that is more important. That's the real game. That's the real contest. Not some fake basketball game. Not some fake football game that people put all their energy into, they put on jerseys, they tailgate, they they worship these teams. Not some fake tennis game. How about you put your energy into something that really matters? Well-being. Fighting against depopulationists. Team humanity is who we're all playing for. We're on team humanity. Now you gotta get off the bench and put your real jersey on, your humanity jersey. That's the color red for red blood because that's what we all share is red blood. And that's the real game. That's the real contest. That's the real team you gotta be on. You're either on team depopulation or you're on team humanity. But we all know what team we're on, right, Doc Connectors? That's why we're here. That's why we're listening to this podcast. That's why we say no. That's the power of no. Just saying, no, I'm not going to do it. I don't care what you put in front of me. I don't care what you hold hostage in front of me. I don't care what carrot you dangle in front of me. Like that Dr. Lena Wen who used to go on CNN all the time. Now she doesn't go on there because she's so hated. I don't care what you try to hold in front of me. My body, my soul, my mind, my consciousness is not for you to control. And my form on this planet will not be removed because of some sick psycho trillionaires and their death cult. So as we progress further into this abyss and more and more of our brothers and sisters begin to drop like flies and they call it sudden adult death syndrome and they make any excuse that they possibly can for people getting harmed by this injection, we gotta make sure that we stay on Team Humanity. We gotta make sure we put on our A game for Team Humanity. Because Team Depopulation is bringing their A game. You better believe it. They got strategies, they got plays that they run, they got coaches, they got people on the sidelines, they got people on the bench. They're bringing their A game. And we got a bunch of people here on Team Humanity that hasn't even shown up to the game. Show up to the game. Get your sneakers on the court. Get your cleats into the field. Represent for Team Humanity. Because this isn't a fake game. This is the real game. And if you lose this game, there's no rematch.